0: Hello, hello, you're listening to the Career Change Maker podcast. Having the courage to leave a career that you have worked hard to build and try something else can be tough. So in each episode, we dive into key career change strategies so that you have a clear understanding of what is required to transition into a new role or a new industry without feeling like you have to start at the bottom or have to take a massive pay cut because hashtag ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> if you are ready for frank and honest discussions about how to become a career change maker, keep listening. I'm your host, lawyer, turned career strategist and executive coach Janine Esbrand. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. So on today's episode, I want to talk about self-trust. And the reason I want to talk about that today is I was on LinkedIn last week and I came across a video that was recorded by one of my friends and colleagues, Keisha Hicks. Now, she's been a a guest on this podcast in the past. So if you want to check out the episode, it was a really good one. Uh, But in this video on LinkedIn, she was sharing about Trust and the fact that people often have more trust in others than they have in themselves. And she used the example of an airline pilot. Like when you get on the plane and you're going on a holiday or on a business trip, you trust that the pilot is going to get you to where you need to be, but you've never met them. Or if you go on a cruise and you're cruising around the world, you trust that the captain is going to get you to your destination, but you've never met them. Uh, Or if you get an Uber or a Lyft, This person is a stranger, but you trust that they're going to get you to your destination. And the point that she was making is that we can put trust in other people without thinking about it. But when it comes to ourselves and us being able to do the things that we really want to do or trusting ourselves to make the right decisions about things, we struggle. And I thought it was just so well done in the way that she broke that down and the illustration that she made that I've been thinking about it all week. So I was like, let me just talk about it on the podcast and just share my thoughts on, on that also, because I think if you are looking to make any change in your career, whether that looks like pivoting into something different in a different space, a different industry, or that looks like going for a promotion, or that looks like you building out your own thing, whatever, whatever you're deciding to do, an element of self-trust is required in order for you to make a move that is different from what you've been doing so far. Because the easiest thing to do is to stay with the status quo. The easiest thing to do is for you to continue doing what you have been doing, right? But if you know, that you are being called to do something else, if you have that feeling that now is your time to move to the next thing, you're going to have to trust that. You're going to have to trust your judgment in order for you to actually make the move that you want to make. And when I think about my career, my legal career before moving into full-time entrepreneurship, there were a number of points in my career where I had to make a decision. And from the outside looking in, it didn't seem like a sensible decision. But I just knew it was time. So I'll talk a little bit about that, and yeah, give you some insights on on how I thought these things through. So when I was in the early stages of my legal career, I had qualified at a law firm into a corporate law department, and I was working there for uh, two years as a trainee, and then a year as a newly qualified solicitor. And what what I recognized was that it was difficult for me to make the transition from being a trainee, where you are deferring your judgment, when you are asking other people to validate your ideas or your thoughts, transitioning from that to a qualified solicitor, where you have autonomy or you have the ability to advise clients and use your judgment. And the reason why I found that transition challenging was because I had been in this environment as a trainee. So switching from being a trainee to being an accomplished qualified solicitor felt hard and I would automatically default to the judgment of the people in my team because I had spent two years where they were the people that would sign things off. I would get them to check my emails. I would get them to tell me if I was right. And so I was finding it really difficult to not do that anymore just because my title had had changed and I had qualified. So for me, I figured that In order for me to grow as quickly as I wanted to grow and to really step into that new season of my career, I had to move. And so that's what I did. I moved to a new firm and it was the best decision. At the time, I wasn't sure, though. At the time, I was questioning. But I had to ask myself, what is it you're trying to achieve? Where is it that you're trying to get to? And is this current role going to get you there? And that helps me to decide, actually, no, it is time to make a move. Another time where that was where I had to make a decision was after having my son and going on maternity leave and then deciding whether or not I wanted to go back to my life as a corporate lawyer. I knew that the 16 hour days and the long nights was going to be a lot for me to navigate and to do whilst raising a child. And I had to ask myself, do I want to do that? do I want to do that? Because I could do it, right? I could do it and people do it. People get support, you get help and there's no, there's no judgment on that. But for me, I knew that the way that I wanted to raise my son and the way that I wanted to be around him while he was very, very young was different to what would be possible if I stayed in my role. So I made a decision that I was going to leave. At that point, I didn't know what I was going to do instead, but I knew that it was the right thing to do. Right. And so I left. And shortly after I handed in my notice, I I ended up getting a call from one of the partners who suggested I go work for a past client who was looking for some legal support on a part-time basis. It worked out really well. And I had to trust my intuition. I had to trust my gut. I had to have faith that the decision I was making was the right decision. So I think the key thing is When you're thinking about building up self-trust, you have to start to look at what is the criteria that I'm using to make decisions? And am I following through on the commitments that I make to myself? I am a woman of faith. And so my faith really plays into my decision-making where I will know what it is I want to do, but I'll also pray and I'll also seek guidance. That may not be you. You may not be a personal faith, but I think it is important for you to find like, what are the factors? What is the criteria? What am I using to help me to make decisions so that I feel grounded in the decisions that I make? And one of the things I think is challenging Particularly in this day and age, when it comes to self trust, is that there is so much access to information. There's so much access to other people's opinions, so much information available at your fingertips, and other people's opinions are always flowing towards you when you ask them or not via social media and platforms, right? Like Instagram, like TikTok, like LinkedIn. You can just be stro- scrolling, not going. To find someone else's opinion, and you will find it because people will be sharing their perspective. So, if you're not clear on what your perspective is and where you stand on certain things, it's so easy to be swayed and feel as though someone else's perspective is actually your perspective. So, I would say the first thing that you really want to be thinking about and cultivating when it comes to self trust is what do I think? What do I believe? Where do I stand in relation to? This particular thing. So, if you're thinking about your career, for example, it's like, what's important to me? What are my values? What do I feel like needs to be present in my place of work in order for me to thrive? What do I know needs to be present? Because, you know, sometimes we can't just rely on feelings. We also need to look at, seek out data. And that's where doing assessments or getting external feedback or working with a coach can really help. But, like, what is it for you? And this is a big reason why inside of my Career coaching programs, I am very, very intentional about helping clients start from the inside out when they are seeking to clarify what their next move needs to be and what they really want to be doing. I get them to go introspective so that the decisions are coming from them, their situation, their particular uh strengths, their particular perspective, their particular values. Rather than them falling into the shoulds, which is what happens when you look externally too too soon. I should do this because someone's doing that, or oh, I should do that because that's expected. But the shoulds can really lead you to a place where you are not happy, where you are. Take the time to really get grounded in what you want, what you believe, who you are, what's important, and allow yourself to just sit with that. Allow yourself to lead into that, so that you're able to move forward with a sense of, okay, yeah, this is me. This is me. And I can trust that the decision that I'm going to make is going to be the right decision for me. The other thing you want to do is look for evidence. Look for evidence of times in the past when you've made good decisions. Look for evidence because sometimes it can feel like, oh, I don't want to make the wrong choice. Oh, I don't know what I should be doing. But like, you may well have a good track record of making decisions in the past and knowing that you listen to your gut, you listen to that feeling that you had that intuition and it was the right thing to do. Or on the reverse, you may have experiences in the past where you didn't listen to your gut and you know that the situation didn't turn out the right way. So develop your self-trust by like listening more to that intuition, listening more to that still small voice that comes to you, listening more to that gut feeling that you have around situations so that you can build up a track record and then it's easier for you to trust that you can make the right decision when you need to make the right decision. And then the third thing that you want to be doing is paying attention to who you're surrounding yourself with. If you have a goal, if there is something you want to achieve, if there is something you want to do, and it isn't something you've done in the past, it will serve you well to surround yourself with people who have either done that thing or believe that that thing is possible. If you haven't done it before and you surround yourself with people who also haven't done it before, the likelihood is collectively the feeling is going to be like, that's too hard. That's not possible. Whereas if you surround yourself with people who have been there, done that, they're going to help you to see. Absolutely. You can absolutely do that. And they're going to give you a possibility model that is going to boost your confidence. So even when there's doubt, you're still going to be able to move forward. Now, you're able to create communities in such a a more intentional way now than we could before with with online platforms. You can put yourself in spaces in free communities where you can connect with people who are either like-minded or have a similar goal to you. You can also join programs and this is a big reason why I have my group coaching program. It's to give people the opportunity to connect with like-minded people who all also have a similar vision in terms of what they're trying to do with their careers. And when people in their individual lives are Not seeing friends, family members that are on the same page as them, they're able to get that from the community inside of the program. And so put yourself in spaces that allow you to be rubbing shoulders with, communicating with, building connections with, making friends with people who are on the same, either same path as you or have the same mindset, mentality as you around the goal that you're trying to achieve. So the three things that you want to be doing to develop your self-trust so that you're not the type of person who is trusting everyone else but doesn't trust your own self is one, really paying attention to what you believe, who you are, what's important to you, what your values are. Two, it's looking at your track record as proof that you can trust yourself. And three, really being intentional about how you create the people that are around you, the communities that you are inside of. So those are my top tips for you. I think it's so, so important for you to recognize that you're the CEO of your career. And I say this all the time, like you are the person who gets to set the vision and the strategy for where you take your career next. And I really need you to act like it. I really need you to act like it. Step into that. Step into that because no one else is going to do it if you don't do it, you're just going to end up with the default position where the decisions that you make are really based on someone else's priorities. Like if you're deciding I'm just going to stay at my current organization because it's easier, like the priority for your boss or your organization is for you to keep doing the work that you have been doing in such a great way so that they can continue to whatever the goal is for them, right? Like make money, expand, make impact. That's their goal as an organization. And you can continue to flow with that. But if that goal is not aligned with your personal goal, you're missing an opportunity to meet your personal impact goals whilst also helping an organization to meet their impact goals. So I want to invite you to join the Prepare to Pivot email series. This is my Email series to my email community where I am going to be just digging deep and just sharing my real perspectives on what it takes to be a career change maker, what it takes to make moves in your career, make impact, grow, develop, feel fulfilled and earn more in the process. Um, And I'll be sending out an email on a weekly basis. So I'd love for you to join that community so you can receive those emails and we can just start digging deep into the things that you need to understand, the things that you need to know, the things that you need to navigate so that you can make the most out of your career and do it in a way that has you feeling happy and joyful in the process. So head over to careerchangemakers.com forward slash prepare to pivot so that you can join that list, start receiving the emails. And I'm excited to grow the email community and really be able to give you more of the raw, unedited, tough love type of (laughs) insights that I like to share with my clients and people that I come across. So that's all from me. I'll speak to you soon. Until next time, look after yourself and keep moving towards your career goals if you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any future episodes. Also, I would love to know what your biggest takeaway has been from today's episode. Come over and join us in our career change makers community over on LinkedIn so that you can join the conversation there. Head over to lightbotscoaching.com forward slash community, and it will take you right to the group.